0: Welcome to Locked On Horn Frogs, your daily TCU podcast. I'm Stephen Simcock, your host. We are on audio today. Uh, I'll try to get back on YouTube tomorrow. It's game week, TCU SMU on Saturday. I really feel like this is where the season begins from the frogs for the frogs. We'll talk about that next on Locked On Horn Frogs. You are Locked On Horn Frogs, your daily podcast on the TCU Horn Frogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Okay, back here on Locked On Horn Frogs, your daily DZ podcast. I want to talk some Big 12 football here in segment two. Um, as I said in segment one, there's been enough games now that we're starting to see some trends. There's some teams that are making statements. So let's look at just kind of around the league where things are. And first I'll start with K-State. K-State was a a big dark horse to win the league going into the season. They're a popular, like, kind of off-the-beaten-path pick. Deuce Vaughn's obviously a great player. Adrian Martinez, the transfer coming in from Nebraska to play quarterback. This defense um, looked really promising and good. They have a very dominant and and, uh, physical defensive line. And last week, they're at home against Tulane. And the Green Wave goes into Manhattan, and they upset K-State 17-10. to Now, Willie Fritz is a really good head coach. And Tulane has been known to, you know, play Power 5 teams tough. I know a few years ago, like, they took Oklahoma to the wire. It's sort of a weird game. I was using control, and then Tulane slowly just kind of started to get back into the game. But, man, a, a huge statement win for uh for Tulane and it looks like K-State might not be as good as people thought going into the season Adrian Martinez was really uh mediocre in this game 21 of 30 150 yards one touchdown and you know I there were a lot of people that were excited about him and just thought well maybe if he could of that you know system in Nebraska which Scott Frost got let go after a couple games obviously there's a lot of issues there he could rejuvenate himself and find himself they're not going to ask him to do a ton because they have a good running game Uh, but I don't know man I mean he was he was never impressive to me I mean I feel like there's there's some athleticism there he can make some plays but the consistency was just never apparent and uh, he didn't play well this past Saturday Deuce Vaughn 20 carries for 81 yards not his best day on the ground either I mean this K-State defense is still really good they're a physical team. I think they're going to be in pretty much every game they play. They play Oklahoma this week, which will obviously be a huge test. Um, but coming back down to earth a little bit after some high, high preseason expectations. Speaking of OU, they take care of business, and uh, they get a victory over Nebraska this week, 49-14. Nebraska came out, uh, had a couple you know big plays, had a touchdown on the first drive of the game and looked like, okay, maybe maybe they're on upset alert. You know, the crowd's going crazy. Seems got some new life um, after Scott Frost got let go, and then they just got pummeled. Dylan Gabriel had a touchdown run on third and 10, I believe, on like a little quarterback draw that just tied the game, and then, oh, you never look back. You know, Columbus defense looks better. Brett Venables, that's what he does. Um, offensively, Jeff Levy is, is taking over the play calling. They're still playing fast. They're still getting after it, spreading you out. And, uh, you know, TCU gets them early in Big 12 play, gets them right after this SMU game at home. So I hope there is some vulnerability there. But the Sooners look good. They do not look like they've missed much of a beat. Um, I I know they struggled in – I guess it was – I can't remember who they played the week before they played Nebraska. It was, you know, a non-conference opponent that they were supposed to throttle, and they kind of struggled in the first half. But through the first – 12 quarters of the season, they've really been solid as a unit. Okay, so the team I I, I really wanted to focus on here, and that night gets everybody. We might have to extend some of this to Wednesday as well. But the team that's making noise in the Big 12, the Kansas Jayhawks. Yeah, you heard that right. 48 points they scored against Houston. They win 48-30 to over the Cougars and get a victory on the road against the Houston team that is obviously in the American Conference but is moving up to the Big 12 next season, has Dana Holgerson's their head coach. Like, that, the last few years, that's a game that you would just stamp it, oh, yeah, Houston, they're going to get the victory. Lance holds a really good coach. Kansas has dipped in the transfer portal, and they found some guys that can play. Jalen Daniels, who has been there for a while now, um, super dynamic player, and... You finally see the production coming out. He had 12 carries for 123 yards on Saturday, and then he was 14-23 and passing with three touchdowns. Um, They're spreading the ball around all over the place. Devin Neal is their kind of workhorse running back, the sophomore. This is a team with some athletes. TCU goes on the road to Lawrence to play them, and I'll tell you, man, maybe like I'm I'm kind of a a worrier, so that's just my natural bent. Um, So this is probably part of it. I'm getting concerned about KU. It's not just the Houston game. They beat West Virginia a few weeks ago in a game where West Virginia was up by two touchdowns. And Lance Leipold said this after the fact. He was like, you know, the last few seasons, we get down by two touchdowns. Of course, he's only been there this is year, two for him. But this team gets down by two touchdowns. They're packing it in. It's over. Game's over. See you later. But they get a victory in Big 12 play. So they're 1-0 in conference. They're 3-0 overall. They play 3-0 Duke. At home on Saturday, Mike Elko, head coach there at Duke, came over from A&M. My goodness, man, there's not – it does not appear that there's an easy out in this league. I mean, we'll see what happens. I mentioned West Virginia struggles. We'll see what happens down the line. West Virginia to get a win over Townsend and their FCS game, so they're 1-2 now. But it does not appear – Like there's just a lock it down, chalk it up to a victory win in the Big 12 Conference this season. And that's bad news for a TCU team that's kind of trying to get their footing again and get going in the right direction after a couple of lean seasons. So, um, you know, we'll see how that plays out. But I've just been struck by how much improved KU was. They're over under in Vegas for when their win total is two and a half. They've They've already surpassed it. And I heard, you know, I heard people say all off season, you gotta look out for the Jayhawks. And I, I was cautiously optimistic for them. I said, yeah, they're gonna be better. I mean, I could tell when they played TCU last season in Fort Worth. They looked like just a more organized, competent team. They still lost that game to a TCU team that was on their last legs, had all kinds of injuries. But it appears they got some guys that can run with the with the big dogs now. And uh, man, it's just it's funny because they've been down for so long. Here they are at three and zero. We'll see if they can keep it up. As I said, big game against Duke. But Lance Leipold obviously has this team going in the right direction, and he's one of the main candidates for that uh, new Nebraska vacancy. It appears as well. All right, that'll do it for Lockdown Horn Frogs today. I'll be back tomorrow. We're part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. It's your team every day.